What is up, everybody? It's your saddest boy, Jarvis. Just wanted to let you know that we recorded this episode as the inaugural episode of Sad Boys a week before the last episode aired. So when you hear us call it episode one, you're not going mad. Well, I mean, you might be. Remember to hit us up in the Twitterverse at Sad Boys Pod and leave us a review on iTunes if you are so inclined. Anyway, let's get this train wreck on the road. On the tracks? Welcome to the Sad Boys, a podcast about feelings and stuff. I'm Jarvis. And I'm a Jordan. All right. Every week we take a topic that's really important to us and we get a little weird. We get super weird. Today we'll be talking about growing up on the internet. Yeah, which means we're touching on the games we played, the ways we communicated, and the way that all of those things impacted our ongoing lifestyles. Like, there are ways that the two of us interact currently that were enforced heavily by the way that we chatted online. That's true. And the ways that I slighted my online co- online co-players. Online. The fuck is it? A- He's coming. <laughs> Insane. <laughs> the online. Online. <laughs> I think I was just saying that, like, I wronged people in video games, and I wanted yes. to say, like, the ways that I slided the other players. Oh, slighted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, when you said slided, I was leaning DMs. Oh, oh. So you said slide. That classic American T to D. <laughs> Jordan, it's episode one of the Sad Boys. It's the official inaugural episode of Sad Boys. Yeah, the last one was just like an experiment. The last time was a special secret journey that we took lying in the same bed in Los Angeles, California, drinking uh, sparkling wine. (laughs) And now we're in the same bed in San Francisco, California. (laughs) Drinking sparkling wine. (laughs) So a lot has changed. Yeah, sparkling wine is now the official drink of Sad Boys. It's important to point that out. If you're looking for Sad Boys merchandise, you can buy a t-shirt with Jarvis's face on it, and you can buy a full bottle of Carver. Oh, I thought you were just going to say if you want <laughs> if you want Sad Boys merchandise, just go to your local corner store. <laughs> go to your local corner store. All wine is officially Sad Boys merchandise. And yeah. when you give it to the person up front, make sure to say, can I get reward points for Sad Boys with this? Yeah, and with those Sad Boys reward points, you can buy... Scorn. <laughs> Misery. <laughs> that's a, that's our breakfast cereal. <laughs> Scorn by Sad Boys. It's very thick, heavy chunks of bran. <laughs> we do not recommend milk. <laughs> I love bran flakes. Bran flakes are one of the uh, the silent hero of cereal. I feel like I used to get made fun of in high school because I would eat bran flakes yeah. and people would like think that I was weird. Was muesli a thing here? Is that uh, just a crazy alien word I just said? <laughs> no, it was a thing here, but... I think only 65-year-old men yeah. named Gerald. <laughs> that was me. At yeah, me, yeah, age yeah. 15, I was a 60, secret 65-year-old man. Yeah. I loved muesli. Same went for a cereal called Alpen, which you definitely don't have here. We Alpen, definitely it, don't have that. Alpen that just, sounds like it's a just disease. fancy muesli. It's a, yeah. oh, okay. Uh, but it was dynamite, and I remember eating it and getting made fun of. And I, I remember that being the first time in my life where I ever thought to myself, how dare you? Well, you know when you're a kid and you don't have the authority to be angry with people? Yeah, yeah, yeah but you're like, God, I'm too old for this yeah, shit. Yeah, I was like, this is my Alpen. I'll have you know this is fibrous and healthy. Yeah, the people who were making fun of me for eating bran flakes were eating, like, tricks and cinnamon toast crunch. Dude, you say tricks and it immediately triggers for me. Triggers? It triggers for me. <laughs> How bananas is it <laughs> that... Anybody was allowed to eat the cereal that was marketed to children. Do you have uh, Cookie Crunch? Do you have that over here? Cookie, cookie Crisp? Cookie Crisp, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you mean the cereal that is just cookies? Co- the only qualifier is milk. Yeah. If you take the milk away, it's just a crime. Have you ever... <laughs> when I was a kid, I would uh, buy Chips Ahoy, and then I'd like... 
put a bunch of chips away to bowl, and I'd be like, it's jumbo cookie <laughs> Fooled you. Fooled you. <laughs> you can't. No, give it back. These it's, are four, it's 4,000 calories a bowl. If I, and I mean, maybe this just reflects with the fact that uh, despite being in my 20s, I feel like I'm 800,000 years old. Uh, if I were to eat a bowl of cookie crisp, I would need six days off. <laughs> there was no way I could go and do things after a bowl of cookie uh, crisp. You know what's disgusting? Cookie crisp. <laughs> I, I, one, not only did, was cookie crisp one of my favorite cereals. Whoa, okay. Uh, that I, um, and this was like when I was a bit younger. This was still when I was, uh, Saturday morning cartoons, getting breakfast, getting a sure. giant bowl of cereal and just watching, uh, watching cartoons. I would get these giant bowls that are for like mixing, like mixing bowls. Oh, you're and kidding. I would, and I would fill them with like a fucking half box of cinnamon toast crunch. And then I'd pour or whole milk. <laughs> you looking dead in your guardian's eyes. And you thought to yourself, yes, that's right. I'm on my way out. <laughs> no, I, I had no idea what I was doing. I, yeah. I just thought that's how I needed to eat the food. Dude, well, that's why it's so important to not advertise this kind of food to kids because they have no conception of, like, consequences. Yeah, because <laughs> this is not going to... This is not going to, like, come back to bite you for a really long yeah. time. You don't really consider the potential effects of diabetes when you're pouring, like, a 17-gallon bowl of whole milk. <laughs> Wait, I'm confused. When it came to the Cookie Crisp lifestyle, which, of course, yeah. you, you led, yeah. um, were you eating... What's the ratio of milk to Cookie Crisp? Because this is something that was uh, of high contention when I was a kid. Uh, so, the way I thought about it, I was a young scientist. I would pour... You know, a, a whole box of cookie crisp into a bowl. <laughs> and into, then, into a bathtub. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would pour it into a giant tub, and then I would pour whole milk, need, need I remind you, whole milk into the cereal until the cereal started to raise. Oh. Like, like, until the cereal started to float, and then I would stop. And then that gave me the perfect amount. That gave oh, me the I perfect see. ratio. Okay, so once you'd filled your Olympic swimming pool with cookie crisps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, did, at what point did... Uh, I mean, how often are you eating this at this point? This is just on Saturday mornings or what? Uh, this was just on Saturday mornings that I had the amount of time to eat that big bowl of cereal, yeah. Was anybody clocking like, hmm, that seems like a crime. That seems like you're eating a crime. No one thought twice about it yeah it right it was like sure i mean but then again like people in my community like were eating really unhealthy it was like we thought that things that were actually really unhealthy for you like cottage cheese were healthy or things like uh you know apple juice or sunny right, D. Yeah. like things those things are not actually healthy these are fruits and vegetables they yeah, must be yeah. good right yeah they're not actually healthy and i think that there's like been a incredible and also incredibly destructive marketing campaign by like a big juice and big cereal <laughs> yeah. that have you know made kids think that this stuff is okay oh no mom i can have that you see it has pulp <laughs> yeah that's where all the health is yeah yeah, yeah. there is uh, and, and like when you find out the actual like truth of how they make that stuff it's like they got the pulp from like an actual orange and then <laughs> they just sprinkled it into soda water <laughs> the, the pulp is like your friend's skin yeah <laughs> like it is the worst it's thing like in the world it's actual pulp but also actual full cup of sugar for the glass <laughs> yeah welcome to cynical boys cynical boys I'm gonna grumpy boys am I right grumpy boys where we take everything from your childhood and we shit on we it we shatter it we throw it to the ground do a big old poopy but that's not actually what we're talking about today though we are talking about childhood we are talking about nostalgia yeah yeah 
We are talking about the internet. We're talking about growing up online. But first, you wanted to talk about something, Jordan. What was that? Yes, since this is our um, inaugural episode, I want to set a standard. I mean, I I, I will need the uh, English national anthem. Oh, okay, sorry. Which you know, obviously. Uh, Why wouldn't you? God save the queen. Mm -hmm. Go go Uh, ahead. And all the lyrics, definitely. All right, here we go. Uh, God save the queen. There's always that hesitation right at the beginning. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We really got to save the queen. Wait, insane. How did you know that? Yeah. <laughs> I just felt it in my bones. It's always nervous and it's always with the energy of, God, we should really save the queen. <laughs> yes. It's Thursday afternoon and we still haven't saved yeah, the queen. We, it's, it's all about reminding uh, the people of England to save the queen. Yeah. Hey, Mark. Yeah. Yeah, you... <laughs> this sounds silly because, you know, obviously you would have because you're responsible. Well, I was um, about to go to the park. What do you... Well, you've done all the groceries, yeah? Yeah. And you've cleaned up and, and you've done all your chores. I've and... done, yeah, just about everything I can... The queen? Uh, the saving of the queen. She's. Uh, I I have to go. You've covered the. I do need to dash to the queen. <laughs> I, I, uh, uh, now that you bring that up, I have an Uber's outside. Why are you running in the direction of the queen? <laughs> Hold on. Uh, I just like to hang out with the queen. I just can't get enough of this nice queen. Can't get enough of the queen. Uh, That's the second national anthem. <laughs> I can't get enough of the queen. I can't get enough of this queen. queen. <laughs> oh. It's oh, just- <laughs> she is really queen. <laughs> Gosh, good God, she's queen. <laughs> she's so queen. That's kind of a cool, uh, like, colloquial phrase for, like, awesome, right? Yeah. God, you're looking so queen today, that's my where, man. That's where Yas Queen comes from. Yas Queen. <laughs> oh, we should mention, in the case of this song, we are talking about Bay. We're talking oh. about Queen Bay. You, do you know Bay actually stands for something? Oh, be, uh, be the before anyone else? Yeah. One? Yeah. I didn't learn that until, like, yesterday. Hot news, huh? Yeah. And like, also not super applicable. Often when people say Bay, they're not talking about, like, their number one priority. Yeah. No one... Like, that's such a... It feels so back... It feels like a backronym. But it is... <laughs> oh, my God. That's a good word. Oh, yeah. Have you never heard... The, I've never heard backronym, backronym before. That's We're rad. learning a lot on the Sad Boys. Sad Boys is actually the number one educational podcast about acronyms, about the Queen. About possibly. I mean, there's uh, not a lot... About <laughs> Cookie Crisp. We've already <laughs> covered... Crisp. You know what? I want to take a shot in the dark. I'm willing to bet that we are the most in-depth podcast that's talked about Cookie Crisp <laughs> this year, if, for sure. If that is the space on the internet we can carve out for the Sad Boys... I'm here for oh, it. Oh, that's our demo. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, all right, I think we got off topic. Jordan, what was uh, the thing you wanted to talk about? The thing I wanted to talk about was that every episode, before we jump into our topic, we're going to have this little space, just a little banter, just a little bit of fun. And frankly, Jarvis, while that's a good time, I've got something important to talk about. Okay. I'm going to we'll call this Jordan's special space. And in Jordan's special space, every week, I'm going to talk about something that matters to me. And this week... I don't want to get too heavy too early in the podcast, but nice pour. <laughs> Go back to talking about Jordan's special space. Well, Jarvis I, just poured himself a glass of champagne so that was we, 91% foam. <laughs> so we have a bit of a tradition uh, on the Sad Boys, which is, this is the second time we're recording the Sad Boys, which is that we drink champagne. Yes. Uh, throughout the podcast. The reason is we want to celebrate something. We're celebrating our willingness to go through this suffering. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, we're the celebrating. The hero gets thrown around a lot these days. <laughs> yeah. So heroes don't. Sometimes. Not all heroes wear capes, Jordan. But all of them drink kava. But all of them drink kava. Twelve ninety nine kava. And we we wanted to open this podcast with the champagne bottle popping. 
Yeah, that didn't go to plan, huh? And and right before we recorded, I took off the little we took off the little metal caging of the cork and we let it sit. That was our mistake. And and right before we started recording, it just popped and spilled everywhere. It popped and it would not stop. It kept pop. It, it once Pringle can just don't. Oh, okay, yeah, that's fine. Lamau, isn't that like a? Is that Pringles this thing? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you, once you pop, you can't stop eating them until you die. <laughs> yeah, it's like a weird curse. <laughs> <laughs> once you pop, you shall not stop. <laughs> it's like a, I don't know, this weird lady in a cave, just like <laughs> she. Once you pop, you cannot stop and it's like oh god I'm still popping like, okay that was fun lady once you pop you shall never stop you shall not pass <laughs> once you pop <laughs> once you, you shall pop, not pass you shall not pass and I want to take Jordan's little special moment per episode wait wait what was this called Jordan's special space Jordan's special space good call uh, in this extra special episode of Jordan's special space in the inaugural Jordan's special oh space oh my god again I don't want... make me sing God's <laughs> again. yeah could you actually just drop uh, actually but this time if you could just do Ireland oh okay no uh, Northern Ireland oh okay you know the one I we're actually going to cut that out for time, but just know that I sang the full national anthem of Northern Ireland for 45 minutes. That was minutes. crazy. Where did you even get a full band? Well, I live on top of an Irish pub. They've got to leave. This is crazy. There's 45 people in my home right now. All pl- Get out of here. It's okay. They, they're good people. In this, in this special portion of Jordan's special space, I want to talk about something that we both experienced when we were in uh, Los Angeles, California. Uh, Los Angles. Lost, <laughs> lost Angles. <laughs> the uh, Lost Angles city. It's all the secret angles. Um, yeah. I want to talk about something that we both encountered, and you don't know what I'm going to talk about. God damn it. You again? don't know what this special space is. This is just like last time when we talked about people being incredibly sexy in uh, LA. Yeah. Um, now... The word hero gets thrown around a lot these days, and not always correctly. Sometimes it's given to people simply doing their job. Sometimes it's given to people (laughs) acting in movies when truly... A true hero fights for what they believe in. And I want to tell you... Is that you, right? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, I just start dropping some weird manifesto shit. And a true hero kills. <laughs> a true hero fights for the right. <laughs> Insane. <laughs> Put the flag down. <laughs> a true hero does what he thinks is right fearlessly. And that's a man I want to talk about today. I want to dedicate this time to I, give a shout and out. I want, I want you to know that I still disagree with Jordan's definition of hero, but I want him to have a special space. But fortunately, I am right. And I want to dedicate this time. Alt-right. You've been reading my Tumblr. But I want to take this special Jordan time. What was it called again? <laughs> Jordan's special space. Jordan's special space. Why do you remember it? <laughs> That's bizarre. Uh, I want to take this uh, Jordan special space to dedicate it to a certain man. I don't know his name, nor do I know him, but by God, I respect him. The word... Oh, wait, I already did the word hero. Um, <laughs> this is a loop. Where you say, <laughs> the word hero, the I'm word a hero fascist. I ex- throw it around a lot. Real heroes fight for what they believe. Sing the national anthem. <laughs> this is Jordan's special Please space. Please kill me. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm just going to dive. Northern Ireland. If you deserve the title of hero as much as this paragon of virtue, and I speak, of course, of the Lyft driver we got last week oh. that told us to get out of his car because he had to go and feed oh. his cat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> A truly fearless paragon of virtue. I had no idea where you were going with this. I, Jarvis, I'll let you 
tell the story because it's something that I'm still reeling from the pure bravery of, let's call him Kenneth. He looked like a Kenneth. Kenneth. Oh my God. Kenneth, the Lyft driver. So we were catching a Lyft in LA and we just hopped in the car as you normally do. Which is a pretty big portion of the Lyft experience. Yeah. yeah, Getting in the car. car. (laughs) Generally, like what you expect is you get in the car and then you go to where you're going and then it ends. Yeah. I will say, yeah, he, he failed in a pretty major section. Yeah. Yeah. So we hop in the car and everything seems fine. And then he just starts getting weirdly passive aggressive. And he's like, where are you going? We're like, uh, uh, down t- downtown. And then he follows. This is the strangest thing is that he casually says, where are you going? Like yeah. the apps lied to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when we say, oh, I mean, where are we? We're in like West Hollywood, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So anybody who doesn't know, it's not super far, but it's like a 20, 30 minute drive with bad traffic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he did, we go like, oh, we're going to um, like little, like little boys yeah. that have been caught playing with yeah, a, it's a like, toy. We they didn't weren't do anything wrong. Like the app matched us on purpose <laughs> with you uh, sir we're, we're not the CEOs of Lyft we didn't <laughs> not, write the algorithm not yet no I mean like let this let's see where this podcast goes our logo's already pink um, but uh, we were like we're going to downtown LA and he was like yeah, I, I, I was going going to go home I have to use the restroom and I he, have should, to he was a cat. villain from a Saturday morning cartoon <laughs> I, I, I there's gonna be a cookie crisp ad after this. <laughs> I can't believe you've done this to be he man no, I really have to pee and I have to that feed was, my yeah, cat yeah that was the crazy thing yeah it was he like, v- comfortably just said to us straight up and this is the reason that I think he's my hero of the week in Jordan's special space I remembered it yeah he outwardly fully comfortable just said oh, I have to pee and I have to go and feed my cat and I have all these things that are just like well alright that's not really our problem that right that was the first moment where I felt what it would be like to have a kid like where, some, <laughs> where somebody's telling me that they really have to go to the bathroom and there's something that I can do about it that they themselves cannot yeah, do about it yeah they weren't it. fully capable of solving the situation because they can't I mean I should point out he did not tell us to get out he heavily implied it heavily He's just, he just like it was like it was like are you seriously just gonna keep ranting and passive aggressively talking about your cat and how much you have to pee for the next twenty minutes? It's like I I told the app I needed to go home and we this were, is and yeah, it we were actually downtown LA. We were crap parents because we should have disciplined him. We should have said because he's not gonna learn anything from this experience. It's like one of those situations where we make him pee somewhere and we like push his nose. Push in his it. nose just like you do with a kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, the kid pisses on the floor. You push their face into right, the pee. Sorry, yeah. For some reason, I dropped the metaphor. <laughs> thought of him as a cat. It's now his cat, yeah. We should point out, it was a giant cat. <laughs> That's also not what you do with a cat. I don't know where I got that from. I just thought it was weird that he was like, I really have to pee, guys. It was really bizarre. He was uh, refreshingly candid. It was actually a tad intimidating. Yeah, and so we were like, you can just let us out. And he's like, are you sure? Because I really need to pee and I really need to feed yeah, my actually, cat. Actually, that was, I, I take away the uh, banner of hero because the second that he started being weirdly passive aggressive about it, I was like, come on, we just said we'll get out of the car. Yeah, yeah, he also like, started like pulling over far before like he picked yeah, us up in the car a good minute before he stepped out yeah 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 he, he, he like picked us up and then slowly started pulling over <laughs> over like the next five minutes going oh my cat and I gotta pee and oh you blah, sure blah. oh I'm sorry yeah. and then yeah and then it's like alright we'll get out the car's already stopped the doors are already open and it's like <laughs> he's oh, already pushed you? us to the ground yeah it's like are you in our own pee because <laughs> we did wrong yeah and he's just like, are, are you are you sure? It's like, honestly, man, I don't think we have a choice. Yeah. It's not that serious. We'll just call another lift. Also, at this point, I would rather stay on the streets of West Hollywood forever than encounter the social faux pas of then going, 
Well, it, actually, could you could you just drive us? To yeah, the, yeah, yeah. To the the, place oh my god! And, I never oh my god! Devastating. That we option. could do it. We had that power. We had the ability oh, to. Wow, that makes me uncomfortable thinking that we could have done that. That was really rough. And actually, I think I'm the real hero because I played. I paid a five dollar cancellation fee for you've his benefit. A, you've got I, a email support about that. In a very broad sense, I paid for a man to piss. <laughs> I paid five dollar for a man to go have a piss. You saved a man's cat. Yeah, and his platter. And now that we've covered the important stuff, I had my special space. Time for Jarvis's terrible tone. Uh, well, <laughs> this is the first time I'm hearing of this section, but I guess it's time for this oh, voice. No, it's his real self. <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, what if that's what I always sounded like? Yeah, is that... Arr! If you Gilbert Godfrey your entire Arr! life... I mean, he has a podcast. He's oh. made it. Uh, yeah, so Jarvis's terrible time, or terrible tune, terrible tone. Uh, Jarvis's lovely lair. Oh. Ooh, threatening. Ooh. Ooh strangely threatening. Ooh, my lovely lair. Uh, so what's going on with me lately um i found out that i have mice in my apartment oh and i don't know what to do about it hmm that's so when you said that that sounded fun and enticing like you've just gotten wrapped up in a 90s sitcom yeah oh like it's uh, probably <laughs> like i like i woke up one morning and there was like a mouse staying on my chest on its hind legs being yeah. like hey mr jarvis <laughs> <laughs> he had a little top hat and a cane <laughs> <laughs> he had a top hat and a cane and his name was Stuart big <laughs> <laughs> he's grown up and for some reason changed time, his last name time sure do change mr jarvis <laughs> well i've just decided to move in and I thought I'd wish you a happy good morning. You want to answer my riddle three? (laughs) (laughs) So you found mice and I'm curious when I hear mice I think fun but I'm guessing it's a nightmare. Yeah I mean like it's like um, imagine if (laughs) imagine if in your apartment it's like I just have all these dogs in my apartment (laughs) and I don't know who owns them and uh, so far this sounds great. Answers nobody and and they potentially carry diseases. Yes that's true. That's the problem. Yeah, so I think it's because our... Well, your, your landlord's a giant piece of cheese. <laughs> we, should, we should mention. Uh, named Mr. Cheese. <laughs> he's, he's called Big Cheese. <laughs> he, he, and he is the Big Cheese. He is the Big Cheese of your apartment. Uh, no, it's we have our like trash room is like full up. It's like... Uh, so I live on top of this Irish pub, and we share a trash room with them. And because I've had new roommates move in, like, yeah. a lot of... We've thrown away a lot of boxes, a lot of trash. Sure, yeah. And so the trash room is like full, and I think that... Recology, the like trash pickup hasn't come oh. in like over a week. And so now it's just like a din of like destruction. <laughs> That could another great name for your section. <laughs> yeah. Your segment is the den of destruction. <laughs> the den of destruction. Um, uh, yeah, no, it's it's a den of dastardly d- don'ts. <laughs> dastardly don'ts and dainty deeds. <laughs> dainty deeds and dastardly don'ts. So your apartment is filled to the brim with mice. You have like a, <laughs> oh, a rough comprehension of there's how like many. One, there's like one mouse or, or two. But it's huge. <laughs> it's, it's the size of my torso. It's the size of me. It's actually t- it's actually my fourth roommate. It keeps going to work instead of me. <laughs> It's better. It's better. It's, he's performing so well. It's so weird. Hey, I've never had imposter syndrome. He's a like better this culture before. fit at work. He's a better culture fit. Um, except for he just like poops in the kitchen. I had to rub his nose in it. Um, so I think it's like about one or two, and I want to like get rid of them in like a humane way. Yeah. You know, it's like I don't want to like kill a thing. I just really just don't want it to be here anymore. So I'm trying to. It's actually to work not that situation. dissimilar from having a roommate you don't like because you don't want to kill them. You just don't want them to be around anymore yeah well it would be against the law uh in one of those cases uh and Whatever. also just like you're one of those people one of those freaking law people 
Anyway, keep drinking the Kool Aid, Jarvis. Anyway, been been just doing uh, dealing with apartment stuff lately, and it's been a little a little scary. What's your action item going to be? You going to get a cat or something, dude? I don't. I can't have uh, pets in my apartment. So well, you already do. <laughs> I know. One tiny I've got pet. illegal ones. That is the loophole, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't tell me what to do. I've got a, my pet broke in. Yeah. <laughs> now I have some questions about mice. Now that you're the resident expert. Uh, okay. Do they? Ha- I've also never seen it. <laughs> Wait. What's the evidence? Uh, like poop and, mm. and, and biting into trash bags. That could be a roommate, though. Yeah. Maybe that new roommates they could be weird. They just like nibble on. Tra- also, none of them are home. They're all like out of town slash haven't moved. Because they're yet. embarrassed because they shit on the floor. <laughs> it's also very very tiny shits. They, they finished their meal. They ate the trash. Enough about invasion of the mice. Because we have a main topic today. We do. We have we something do. we want to talk about that we're pretty excited to talk about. It's something we've been chatting about for a while. One of the main reasons we wanted to start the show actually because this was like a topic that immediately came to mind as soon as we thought of sad boys. Yeah, this was like maybe the. The first episode that was like a canonical Sad Boys episode idea. Yeah. And the topic is... Growing up online. Yeah. So we are people who spent most probably of our lives connected to the internet and most of the you know formative years of our lives. And I wanted to talk about how that influenced the way we are today. Yeah. And uh, not all of it's good. That's one thing. I mean, the the thesis of Sad Boys is that we address everything, right? Like, yeah. we dig deep enough to the point where we get weird, we get uncomfortable, we get funny, we get happy. It's just, it's the whole emotional spectrum. So we aren't just going to be touching on, like, the fun ways we use the internet and it helps us grow and educate us. We're also going to be touching on, like, hey... In some cases, if you're entirely reliant on that kind of communication, it can limit your ability to communicate with people when you get older. That's something I want to talk about a little bit, some of the struggles that I had, and I'm sure that you have some, some topics yeah, in that Yeah, reality. I think that, like, I want to talk about all those things. But maybe. not with you. <laughs> Goodbye. <Alone. laughs> with a chatbot, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe Zola on AOL. Finally, she's back. Maybe Smarter Child. I love you. And other AIM bots that <laughs> pretended to be humans. So I want to talk about our first interactions with the internet like yeah what like we really did uh you know come on to the internet when it was in its infancy it had been around for a while but it really hadn't permeated the culture uh until when we were you know in our formative years so yeah i would say as, as a consumer product we pretty much hit it at the peak like Absolutely, the yeah. moment it started becoming something that was actually viable, not as a thing you treat yourself to. Maybe, I, dude, we're getting old. There is a significant possibility that there are like teens listening to this that have no idea what we're talking about, like who oh, yeah. never even touched dial up. Yeah. So as a result, like there was a point in time where the internet was just something you dabbled in, in the same way you don't go to the movie theater every night. Right. Like right. the internet was a thing. Oh, I'm going to give the internet a bit of a shot. I'm going to try a yeah. little bit of internet today. Oh yeah. You know, like 30 minutes here, yeah, 20 minutes here. Providing there. nobody requires a phone call. Yeah. Because if somebody called the phone, bing, gone. Yeah. Oh my God, which we should get into that Devastating. as well. Devastating. But, but what was Jordan Cope's first interaction with the internet? The first ones that I remember, um, so my mom was actually... Uh, when I was when I was very young, she had a marketing background, so she was pretty early to the flow. She was okay. first wave internet, so I got to access it 
when I was about like five, six years old. Oh, wow. And as a result, like I have very distinct memories of not really being able to do anything. Oh. Like the idea was there like, oh, hey, Jordan, here's the internet and you can <laughs> connect, I guess. And you're like, right. oh, what? but how? Uh, well, you'll need the exact address of the thing you're trying to look up because there was no Google, yeah, yeah. there was no broader function. So I guess you were five and like 99, right? Yeah. And I was just like, ah, oh, this seems neat and I get why it's good. Yeah. But it's kind of like if you gave a phone to a baby and they're like, well, the, not a smartphone, just right, the ability right. to call people. Oh, another thing that, you know, does no longer exist. Young a people, regular phone. Yeah, a regular phone. <laughs> Welcome to old cast. <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, when I was in elementary school, or excuse me, when I was in middle school, I had a friend whose household didn't have a landline phone. Oh. And they just had cell phones and I was like what Whoa. the heck like you people are crazy <laughs> y'all are from the Jetsons yeah. or or even like these people don't even know what's good for them they like yeah. only have cell phones they don't know all the benefits of having a landline phone but they were just the power of the landline yeah yeah no they were right through and through <laughs> so uh, so you had your first experience when you were about five but what was the first experience that you had when you were really activated like as a young person well funnily enough and I think we're going to talk about this at length because uh, in case nobody could tell by listening to the show for five seconds we're massive nerds yes um, and we both indulged pretty excessively in runescape during our formative years and I oh hell yeah and I personally uh, pretty early on into my internet career gone pretty heavy into runescape my dude oh yeah I was playing runescape in um, primary school okay which is like the combination of middle school and it's a bit of middle school and a bit it's all of elementary school it's like a I see, weird I hybrid see. Um, so in my later years in primary school, we were playing RuneScape, and I had absolutely no interest in playing the game itself. I was just completely blown away by the fact that I could communicate with my friend Robin, who lived, you know, four streets down the way. Yeah, yeah. Life! He's chatting! He's in my computer! Get out of there, Robin! Come oh hang out with me! Like, that was enough for me for a really long time. Now, we should explain what RuneScape is, because I'm sure we're going to talk <laughs> about this. Um, RuneScape is what's called a... MMORPG, which stands for Massively Multiplayer Online Role-Playing Game. And essentially, it was like a big chat room, except also there was a game on top of it. There were, there's like a systematic game function, but it's powered by the idea that you can work with other people. Exactly. So you had an avatar, uh, and you could wear armor, and you could fight monsters, and you could develop skills like mining and, uh, I don't know, fishing. You, you could hit a tree with an axe really good. Oh, yeah. You could, you could just cut wood for hours. Well, this is the thing, like... <laughs> we should put out RuneScape is effectively like a labor training game. It is a game entirely built around let's build a factory and watch these children work. Because there's it's not a fun game. I mean, in a lot of ways it's not fun, but in a lot of ways it was fun. It's, I don't know. It's it's interesting because I maybe played RuneScape for like a lot longer than you. Sure. In fact, I so recently as a couple years ago hopped back into RuneScape. Oh yeah. Me and uh, uh, me and Russell who were just like let's just see let's just see what's <laughs> going on over there. Whereas that's like visiting your hometown, right? Yeah. It's 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 like yeah it's like visiting your hometown you're like wow a lot has changed uh, and yet some things haven't yeah, yeah but yeah it's like uh but some things stay the same um runescape is in a class of game that uh you know a much more popular game world of warcraft dominated for mm. the majority yeah. of the the time in which those games were in the cultural zeitgeist now the reason we kind of wanted to talk about runescape which which we'll touch on a little bit more is because 
this was sort of the genesis of learning to engage with people online. Yeah. Which right now, I think, is a thing we take for granted. Like, the basic function of how we, uh, uh, the kind of terminology we use now and the nomenclature that is uh, baseline, the yeah. kind of things that you use instinctually, yeah. were formulated in RuneScape. That oh, was like, yeah. that was my earliest experiences. That's what segued me to using AIM and MSN and being able to communicate one-to-one and where, you know, we transcended the game and we were just chatting and hanging out. I learned to type in RuneScape. Yeah, exactly. I, I learned... Uh, <coughs> I learned about about markets. Um, I learned things like AFK. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I learned all the like cool web speak. Um, Dude, some of my cringiest moments to date have definitely been using RuneScape language outside of RuneScape. Oh. Like I specifically remember a very conscious moment in my teenhood where I went, "All right, it's time to stop using the letter U." for the word you. Oh. I'm bringing in Y and O because I'm an adult. Wow. So my first experience with the internet was my aunt who got her computer. She was like the first to get a computer. So I think my first experience with the internet was my aunt who was like the first person in our family to get a computer. So she bought it and it was like this big event. We all went over to her house and they let me, I think I was like seven or so. So it was around 99. Um, so it was like, you know, Windows 98 and um, I, they like let me like put it together and like uh, try to hook up things because I knew I don't I didn't know anything about technology but they were just like let the kid play around <laughs> you had with like the, the, uh, the, the virality <laughs> to hang, handle that you, you were young and powerful and he'll yeah. figure it out I was I was willing to throw bang my head against the technology until it did my bidding yeah um, and I just remember spending a lot of time doing two things uh, AOL chat rooms and Dragon Ball Z fan sites. My man. Where, where I would use her printer, which was fucking state of the art technology, to print images from the internet onto Wait. pieces of paper. Whoa. Which I would then put inside of uh which I would then put inside of sheet protectors and carry around in a binder <laughs> and show them to my friends. This is from the online. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like if I went around now and was like, check out this image I found on the internet. Yeah. But the the reason was that dial up, you can spend that much time on the internet at any given time because people had to, you know, take phone calls and what have you. Yeah. So your time on the internet felt amazing. And precious. It was so special. And and every uh, link you clicked, every bit you scrolled. Oh my god, it's new information. Yeah, and at any point there was like kind of the oh, will someone have to kick me off the internet? Sure, it was like, yeah. it's like a little bit of a fire under you. Where it's like, it's like, am like watching I supposed a horror to movie. Do this? Yeah, yeah. It's like what might happen. You you were afraid to indulge in anything that might grab you for too long because <laughs> you might have to get kicked off the internet. Like so that happened in games when I didn't know that if I could like oh my god, yeah. you know, uh, oh can I go? Can I go to the wilderness right now? Like who knows if my aunt's gonna need to use a telephone. Can I go to the wildy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Or or the wildy as we call it. My mom's listening to this podcast right now and she knows for a fact that she destroyed several excellent raids to the wildy. Oh my gosh. Joy cope. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, I I think the the most angry I'd ever gotten. um, So in RuneScape, you could go into what's called the wilderness, which was where the the normal game, you could, you know, cut wood and it was cool and you could fish and it was cool um, and you could mine ore and it was cool. But there was a player versus player element that lived in this far, far north part of the map called the wilderness. And... 
that was like the scary part where if you killed another player, you got all of their all of the stuff that they were wearing. You got all of their equipment yeah. uh, and all of their items. And it was very everyone had these like delusions of grandeur that one day like something uh that one day some like really rich player would walk into the wilderness and you'd be able to kill them and steal all their stuff. Dude, I this is literally just Lord of the Flies. Yeah. Because we have no frame of reference at this point in our lives, right? Like, I haven't been playing Overwatch at this point. I haven't been playing Call of Duty. I don't have, like, this backlog of video game experience yeah. to contextualize what it's like when you're playing something competitive in a game. I haven't even played competitive sports. I was, like, you know, nine years old. I had nothing yeah, yeah. to go on. And as a result... The idea that you could go to a place and have physical conflict yeah. was crazy. Yeah. Somebody's going to try and kill you, young Jordan Cope. I've never been more... I think that I felt all of my most intense emotions inside of the wilderness in RuneScape. I think we both emotionally peaked in the wilderness. Yeah. <laughs> to this day. I felt the most exhilarating highs. I felt like <laughs> I, uh, I I once like cried playing RuneScape. Uh, Wait, really? Yeah, yeah. I accidentally traded away a million coins oh, to someone. Oh, Jarvis. <laughs> my sweet little man. I, I was so happy that I'd saved up a mil. And that was like a lot of money in RuneScape. Big in, deal, you yeah. know, Back then. That was before the economy inflated and yeah, <laughs> a million yeah, yeah. didn't mean anything anymore. R- Russell and I played uh, RuneScape as adults um, and we instantly made a hundred mil like we, yeah we instant like just because we realized that there was so much of a there was so much social engineering to the game and so much like merchanting that like if you were an adult with like an adult brain you could manipulate all, uh, other people <laughs> yeah. like really really easily. this thing with value i'm just gonna sell it for more money yeah yeah but that's not a thing you understand as a kid the magic thing i, I know we're hopping on runescape but understand that we're not actually talking about runescape we're, we're talking about the social dynamics of human beings way earlier than your supposed to engage with that stuff like this was hey let's take some seven eight-year-old kids and expose them to mercantile techniques oh and like God. violence and like i i seriously give credit i didn't even really enjoy runescape i enjoyed it a bit but i enjoyed the social aspect more than anything else but i would attribute runescape with educating how i approach things that i still apply today yeah I uh, I mean, RuneScape had a free market, so you could kind of like learn how how that worked, how how you could become a merchant and and, and buy things low and sell them high, um, how you could take advantage of market fluctuations and and seasonality and things like that, and also like how you could betray people. I remember this guy consequence free too. I I remember this guy's screen name. I was like super young. He uh, he taught me a bunch of things about the game. I met this guy online. And he was like, oh, let's go into the wilderness. And he, like, took me deep in the wilderness. And then he started attacking me. And I, I felt like I wow. trusted this guy. He, like, traded me a couple of uh, a couple of things that were expensive, like art pieces of armor and stuff. And he betrayed my trust. He was like, oh, I'm now going to kill you. And I was like, what? You can't. The we, world's we were a perfect place. We were friends. I was like, oh, my God. I, I, I like, learned so much. Like, I was like, oh, okay. You can't trust people with everything. He gave you cynicism. He yeah, gave yeah, you yeah. the gift of cynicism. He gave me cynicism. His name was Bet42. <laughs> Do you think we can find a bet of 42? I, uh... Bet 42, if you're listening, I swear, look what you did to Jarvis. Look what you did to me. You made me a cynical... And then I became a horrible person. Yeah. After I was wronged by that guy, I would, like, get people to trust me and trade me things, and then I would just, like, disappear. Jarvis, you son of a... Did you ever do what he did? 
Uh, oh yeah, many times. You son of a gun. Many times. The bullying cycle. Oh my yeah, goodness. Yeah. It was yeah, it, it, and and for like oh, reference. Yes. No, well, for reference, I played RuneScape in middle school, which is like, uh, which is when I was like 11 to, to 13. And that was the real years where I was like just a horrible human Well, that's being. where you have to define your moral compass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or well, not in your well, case. Well, that's like you haven't developed empathy. So yeah. you're like pure id and you're pure like, it's Lord of the Flies. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you have no, you have no respect for your fellow man or anything like that. And, and you just are, are just horrible. To you people. have your pure instinctual id, but you also don't have the force site for consequence oh yeah so you're like oh i know <laughs> i'll screw this guy over can't see that biting me well also the consequence was like very it's not like in the real world where the consequence is very immediate and it's very related to the people who are in your you know immediate vicinity it was like oh i'll just log into a different world from now on i'll just i'll just log on to a different server i just will never run into this person ever and uh and so you didn't feel any of the consequences nope no need to and and yeah that was uh that was very formative for the for the early for early years i think that i um was very manipulative in a way that i like unlearned like later in life yeah i i would say uh we'll talk about this a little bit more because we're going to talk a little bit about um like aim and msn messaging and, and and digital chat but like there are things and like social engineering techniques that i implicitly learned through stuff like that that i to this day have to consciously avoid oh yeah like when you're chatting to somebody in an online space which we see an abundance of yeah you can be a piece of shit and you can do it so tactfully that people don't really blame you for being a piece of shit you've just engineered a bad situation and that's something that we we were trained to do by bet 49 or whatever his name was Bet 42 oh wow you're crying (laughs) um yeah yeah i think that like it it kind of made me vigilant to you know what people could really be trying to do behind yeah. the scenes like people say one thing when they mean another absolutely uh, uh, and it made me like more skeptical of like people's intentions so yeah I think RuneScape was like I mean we're talking about RuneScape because it was a very formative part of our online experience right but as we got older I mean I'm speaking for myself but I assume you're, the, you're pretty much in the same space as I got older I started to find new avenues for that same experience like one or two other games as I grew and developed but then eventually I found myself with MSN now, I don't... What was your software equivalent of Oh, MSN? we used AIM. AIM. So, but it's the same system, right? It's just Very like... Very similar, Your yeah. friend pops online, you're like, open up a chat, blah, 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 blah. It's Facebook Messenger, but 100 years ago. Yeah, right? I also used MSN a bit for video game conversations. Right, but it's all, it's I, all chat. Cause, to be clear, I took RuneScape to, like, the logical conclusion. I was, like, yeah. a serious... I listened to RuneScape Semi-pro. podcast. I, like, yeah, I, I had, like, a... I was well known in the community. You were the RuneScape. I was the Rune boy. Boy, <laughs> I was Rune boy. Before Sad Boys, I was Rune boy. I was Rune boy. Now I uh, I bring this up because even more so than RuneScape in a lot of the games I played growing up, I would say that MSN, in my experience, and AIM in your experience, that pretty much defined to this day the way I communicate online. I think it. I think it really set in place a lot of the norms around. Uh, textual communication. Oh, yes. I, this was the precursor to, to text, particularly yeah. when it comes to flirtation. Yeah. When I was in my mid to late teens, and I was, you know, send a little girl a text, and she sends you a text, and I'm like, nah, using all the techniques, and like, do I reply within the hour? All of that was established on MSN. Oh, interesting. I, um, 
Didn't learn any of that till later. I was too busy playing video games. Fair enough. Yeah, no, seriously. I uh, I took that to a, for a long time. You took it to a pro tier. Yeah, but um, one interesting thing is like, yeah, texting. Uh, texting used to be a thing that not everybody could do. Uh, yeah. In the States, I don't know what it was like for, for you, but not everybody had unlimited texting. Texting was like an expensive thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It cost actual money to send individual messages. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't get my first... I got my first cell phone in, like, middle school, but it was a prepaid Virgin Mobile cell phone. Right. And you got, what, like, 200 texts total for... Yeah, like a month. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, don't text me. And I... So I did a lot more... I did a lot of phone calls back then. Yeah. We had to... <laughs> I mean, I wasn't there, but I assume it was exactly the same as uh, being live during a war. <laughs> you had to carefully ration all of your survival instincts. And be, oh, yeah. Yeah, you had to be like, well, please, only text me after this time because then I can commodify it and then yeah, we'll yeah. make sure to call me on the first because then I'll have new new call time. You'd also get mad at people who texted you, which was something you didn't even have control of if you think and about it. And you still lost, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, it's like, you have 200 texts a month, but if a spam number figures out your number, they can just text you 200 times until you can't text anymore. And yeah. it's like, wait, what? It'd be like if I just went, man, I really want your money and I could just yeah. take it because I wanted it a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's like, uh, Jordan actually only has a 200 text plan. Oh, great. I'm just going to send him 200 text messages, <laughs> which is a denial of service attack. <laughs> that is that is a crime. That is a cyber crime. Now, as a question, because we've talked a little bit about like the mediums we were into and the ways that we learned and developed. I'm curious, because mostly we've talked about the positive. We've talked about like uh, what these did for us on a grander scale and right. how they helped us develop. What would you peg as the major negative from this experience? Like this dependency on online communication in a lot of your formative years? Well, I think that I was able to get all of the value out of communication without ever really learning to communicate in person. Like with with strangers, I uh, I could I met so many strangers on the internet that I was sure. able to meet and build relationships with. Um, and eventually like I said meet but I meant like meet meet digitally I eventually met people in real life that I had only known online Um, but when it came to my like me in the real world I wasn't good at making friends with people like with with strangers yeah because I mean that's the training right trial by fire and then suddenly you found a more approachable version and now there's no trial yeah and it's like I never I never played a sport I never did any of these things where I was like forced to clash with uh, with strangers so I just knew people from my classes and I kind of found my like click yeah Uh, and I just hung out with those people from the beginning to the end and 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 then yeah I think it really stunted my my ability to uh, to build relationships in person no, I feel that. I'm actually somewhat on the same boat. The thing that I would point to as like the key negative is probably, to be honest, the time investment. Oh. And this isn't in the case of RuneScape. It's in the case of, of chatting. MSN for me was just, I would spend a day, a day on MSN. Oh, wow. I would sit down. It's a Saturday summer, sunny, lovely. I'm chatting to a friend. And then all of a sudden, oh, shit, Lola just logged online. Hey, what's up, Lola? We're chatting to Lola. Oh, wait. My good friend Callum. I haven't chatted to Callum all day. I'm chatting to Callum. 
oh shit like I could just lose a yeah, day yeah. because the idea that like uh, it's kind of like that old experiment where uh, I don't know if you're familiar with this they, um, there's a classic psychological experiment where they would give rats access to a button that would actively stimulate their um, uh, serotonin gland yeah and it would just hit them with serotonin yeah yeah objective yeah. happiness right right and they discovered that all the rat would do is hit the button until it would almost die. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. it was like, well, why, it's perfect. I'm perfectly happy. Why would I do anything else? Yeah, yeah, And yeah. it was exactly that. I would be hungry, bored, like almost bored, thirsty, tired, sick. But I'd be like, well, this is stimulating the thing that teenagers like. I'm yeah. 14 years old and I'm stimulating the feeling of engaging with another human being. Yeah, you know, I, um, I was very similar except... I think I had a few friends that I was talking to and I think what I developed was which is a negative is like a addiction to that where if you couldn't control it like if your friend was like offline or your friend was like not responding to you mm. uh, I remember feeling so upset and so like crushed yeah. when someone was online and they were like talking to someone else and it would be like oh are you talking to like <sighs> yeah. Joe? It's like and- being in 19 relationships. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it would be like Oh, are you talking to Joe? It's like, yeah, he's talking to me. Oh, but why isn't he talking How to me? How come he's talking to Joe? This is also the age where, I mean, personally, we, we both grew up in fatherless households. Yeah. And it's fair to say it's a term I'm pretty comfortable with. And as a result, like, male validation was not, you know, it was pretty, it was appreciated, right? Like, if you're yeah, chatting yeah. On the, on, in, in MSN with somebody, it's in there like, like, hey, you're my best friend. I'm like, oh, wow, thank you. Oh, so cool. <laughs> oh, neat. Thanks, dude. <laughs> Finally. So if somebody was like chatting, you know, uh, Steve's chatting to William, I'm like, huh. but like, why not me? Weren't we, weren't we friends? Why not Steve? me, Will? <laughs> I thought, I thought we hung out. I thought we were still friends. And like, I remember several occasions. I have one particularly cringy memory that uh, you'll spot how cringy it is based on a key phrase. The key phrase is Club Penguin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, immediately we're in cringe town. Choo choo, train pulling into the station. Uh, I. Don't remember the context, but I remember that I had a air quotes best friend, a best club penguin friend, ah. and all I remember is I don't remember shit about that game, but all I remember is it was one this one occasion where I spent no less than a full half hour after my best friend logged off, right, sitting in the corner of a chat space, yeah. This is a very isolating conversation because not everybody played Club Penguin. Club Penguin is a chat room, but you have an avatar that you can move around. Yeah, it's yeah, even yeah. more basic than RuneScape. There's it's, no game component. It's just a chat room. Yeah, it's just a chat room. I, I, I moved my little character to the corner of the room, and I just hit uh, sad. I just hit the sad reaction oh. over and over. And it, in Club Penguin, your emote floats above your head. Oh, my so God. So I was just floating so sad. sad. And I was clearly looking for attention. Oh but at the time, God. I was like, yeah, this is just, I'm just expressing how much I miss Mike, you know. Oh. I was, we're having such a nice time Wait, hanging did you out. know Mike in real life? Nope. Oh, I my sure God. I sure did not know Mike. I'm trying to bring maximum cringe. So all, oh yeah. Oh, my God. I did so not know Mike. My, how long did you, had you known Mike before this? Oh, God knows. Uh, no more than a week. Oh, <laughs> like, my God. There's no way. So, so you met Mike, you Met guys, my good friend Mike. You guys became best friends in a week. A week of whirlwind club penguin friendship. We became best friends because he also really liked the Arctic Monkeys album oh, that I was into. That's that's strange. I, I I associate Arctic Monkeys with like maturity. Oh, Arctic Monkeys was big and young Englishman. 
I see, I see. Of my demo. We were big into Arctic Monkeys. So he loved it. We were chatting. I'm thinking, it feels like I'm talking about a world weird romance in Italy. <laughs> you know, that's what I'm I, we just, we met in the, uh, in the, the balloon party room. <laughs> and uh, we started talking about the, uh, he was just using a moat that I'd never monkeys. seen you so articulately before. He, yeah, it was like a winky face followed by a frown. Like, what does, what does that, that even mean? mean? <laughs> <laughs> we kiss <laughs> immediately. Yeah, and then and then and then one day he just logged off, and so and I he... sat there in the corner and I spammed the sad I emoji. The sad emoji <laughs> that is so sad. This was also I should point out like. Emojis are pretty fresh at this point. Emoticons oh, yeah. are a lot more common. So oh, I'm, yeah. I'm throwing in a couple of emoticons to mix it up. I'm chucking in, uh, you know, colon, apostrophe, smile. Oh, and it's yeah, like, yeah, wait, yeah. he's smiling because he had a positive memory, but he also looks a little sad. Like, a lot of very confusing emotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember somebody... This is how vivid this is. How depressing that I have such an incredibly vivid memory. I forget, like, names of extended family members but I and my favorite Bet movies. But I You remember Bet 42? And I vividly remember somebody coming up to me and asking what's wrong and that being one of the most validating moments of my entire life. Because I was like, yes, my performance worked. Oh my God. I used to do that shit all the time. Like just strategically logging off of like AIM. Yeah. Or or like putting in statuses that were like... I walk a lonely road. You the only son road of a that bitch. I have. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, it's like, wow, is this, is this, or is not this a cry for fucking attention? Oh God! I mean, since we're talking about it, I do want to touch on like. I mean, we've kind of been going on a chronology here. Like, here's super young kid. We engage with RuneScape because it's right, one of the right, first right. things we really, really fell in love with online. And then we move a little bit further and we're on AIM. I want to talk about when Facebook came out. Okay. Be- well, can were you ever on MySpace or were you ever on any other social? <laughs> Bebo? Yeah, super into Bebo, yeah. Super uh, into Bebo. Irish startup, I think, Bebo. Uh, big in Ireland. And yeah, then I don't know. It, to- you know, one of our... Not big over here, right? Yeah, yeah, not big over here. Uh, though it was headquartered here. Oh, uh, well, Bebo, for anybody that doesn't know, is functionally speaking MySpace. It's, okay. it's MySpace with uh, a little bit more emphasis on multiple pages. It was kind of like a Squarespace MySpace crossover. Okay, yeah. All I know is that one of our current coworkers used to work at Bebo. Yes, they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're my favorite because of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they have a lot of social cachet with me. <laughs> um, but, like, so... We, we we had these little mi- minimum. Uh, we had these little mini Facebooks, effectively pre Facebook right. Facebooks. At this point, I think Facebook is just a Harvard thing. We, we, we can barely touch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And as a result, I mean, what are we talking? This is two thousand three. Well, two thousand four is when Facebook drops. Right. So we're playing. We're on Bebo. We're on MySpace. And I want to bring this up because I think this is my most socially despicable. Okay. Like this is the point where I've moved from raw innocence to like social manipulation. Okay. I'm setting particular statuses and I'm sending out particular messages to an engineer the responses and validation that I want you know what I right, mean right, right. like I'm putting out like a sad emoji sad emoji sad emoji Mike? it doesn't even matter dot 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 uh, and then you're like you leave that for a day ooh you've got some tasty comments that is what's colloquially known as vague booking oh never heard that before but uh, that's accurate yeah but it was like I mean that's on Facebook I, yeah. I was pretty guilty of that as well in fact my most cringy moment that resulted in me deleting the social media account when I discovered oh. it later in life was that um, this was in high school so this is 2007 how old are you um, 14 oh peak cringe peak cringe <laughs> and it was also right before it was like right in the beginning of Facebook where I had a Facebook account but I was also on MySpace and I was also on this thing called Zanga 
New, news to me. <laughs> Zango was like a live journal competitor. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, never good for teens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was just like just like a freaking compose text area where it was like, yeah. write your feelings, man. Dude, how peculiar is it that so much, of, so many of these apps were marketed to the people that had the least to say? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, oh, oh, a, a text box? You like crack your knuckles? Yeah. Oh, oh, time to get going. Not only oh. do I have nothing of interest or consequence, but also I have no writing experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have I have no writing experience, no life experience of consequence, okay. and I feel so strongly about it. Yeah. I'm very sure that what I have to say matters, despite the fact that I can't structure, spell, or be interesting. Yeah. I, I just like want to uh, find New York Times bestselling authors and like- <laughs> Find and, that like, live journal? them their live journal and see how they react but i um i found my old zanga and on the zanga i was zanga.com slash jarv 15 because it oh, kind cool. of looks like yeah. jarvis um so i was writing about my freshman year of high school uh-huh. about how i hated all of my classes and about how i wanted to be in these other classes with my friends because oh. of like some other thing that i'll get into later but i was just like i don't want to be here this is horrible it doesn't even matter uh it was like a lot of it doesn't even matter sure. uh, a lot of lincoln park um <laughs> yeah lyrics uh You're, what have i done but i don't even want to go into details because it's so cringy but like as soon as i saw it uh in like modern times i immediately deleted Just the account blood fired out of your nose yeah, yeah, yeah i don't even remember like i blacked out when i blacked in it was like account deleted congratulations <laughs> deleted laptop erased yeah yeah it was like <laughs> clothes burned thank goodness you've you've in- improved the average quality of uh content on our site by deleting all of yours yeah if you delete your old live journal account it doesn't say account deleted it says thank you yeah <laughs> thank god we got better yeah i fortunately for whatever reason never really got into the blogging scene in Instead, yeah. my scene was mainly status updates. Was that a thing you got into? Were you putting weirdly uh, vague booking, as you put, as yeah, you put yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, like absolutely. strangely enigmatic statuses intended to get attention. Oh, most definitely. So I think I actually got into vague booking like at the beginning of Facebook for me. Like I think my high school got Facebook in like 2007. Right. And I would, oh boy, I would just like have the things good or bad. It was like, it doesn't even matter. No one notices. Oh. Like, it would just be like, oh gosh. My skin is peeling off yeah, yeah. <laughs> from just hearing this. It was, I would, I would uh, even be more specific. Like, and this is like when I was 18. So I really didn't get out of, or 17. I, I really didn't get out of this for a while, but I remember I didn't get into my dream school and I posted a fat, basic status about it. I was like, so I guess I'm not good enough for this yeah. school. And I was like, geez, man. It's such a tricky thing. Do you have, um? so I, through some extended family and also just like friends of friends, I do have a few uh friends on Facebook of around 16, 17, 18 of that era. Right. And as a result, I, I get a peek every now and then. I get a little peek into this world, into this melodramatic stuff. And what it's like right now. Do you feel like it's a necessary step? Or is this something that could be mitigated? Because for me personally, while it was very embarrassing, I also kind of felt like I got it out of my system, you know? It was a nice venue for that. I think it's a necessary step. Here's how I here's how I think about it. You know how like a baby cries? Yes. And it's basically like, pay attention to me. And sometimes parents will be like, I'm just going to let it cry because it should not get used to receiving attention every single time it cries. Sure, yeah. Some parents do that. Well, yeah, some parents do that. That's kind of... 
uh, maybe it's not a good idea. I don't know. But in this <laughs> metaphor, like, I think it's important to get that stuff out and realize that you're not always going to get what you need. Yes. Like, uh, and, and then you have to learn to cope. Which is sort of the danger of a very insular social media relationship, because if you do have a friend group that's always going to reply with a pretty supportive and open message, one, it's good, because at least you have a positive support network, but you're also never going to learn not to passive-aggressively post weird, enigmatic statuses about yourself. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. I Maybe my like middle school and high school friends weren't super in touch with their emotions but like when I would post that <laughs> stuff nobody would oh, really? respond total zero yeah, yeah, yeah I was like total zero so I was just like I guess I had to learn to deal uh, on my own slowly but surely I think that started the the healing process for me yeah I want to give a shout out to my friend Finn who on the I want to say ninth or tenth time I posted a status that was like I hate this town uh, I hate living here this sucks man and I did I like the town just fine but you know you got yeah, the edgy yeah. and everything uh, I was like yeah it sucks look at my fedora and um, he posted on one of those shut up stop always talking about this just like a very clean cut status right and to this day I have not made another post in that genre oh wow that was like good bullying wow <laughs> he cyber bullied me right I never got anything like that <laughs> oh no I no. can post something for you if you want that yeah yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna write a status right now I'm doing it right now I Travis stop this sucks I don't want to be here cut it out no one likes me that's the thing though because it's it's such a risky move to post yeah. stuff like that. I understand the, com- the the compulsion because it's yeah you're rolling the dice and either you get nothing or you get immediate validation. Right. But there's surely plenty and plenty of people that just get the no validation. Oh yeah. And then it becomes a super unhealthy cycle where you're. Oh yeah. I never got. I I like don't think. I mean maybe a little bit. I got some validation, but for the most part, I felt like I was just like shouting into an empty uh, an empty room, just like a quarry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, nobody loves me. And then it bounces back. Nobody loves you. Yeah, yeah. I was like, how did how did that? <laughs> Wait, this quarry. That's not what I said. Is this quarry my only friend? Yeah. Um, no, I think I had some some sort of people, and then I I, I configured it so that uh, my family members couldn't see my posts. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, it was bad. Now that's interesting. Did you, was it because they were going to reply, or you were just embarrassed by the content? I was. I think it was because I. D- didn't want it from them. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, notice me, but only my friends. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's what it was. Yeah, what a trickily privileged position, too. Yeah, like, yeah. Because oh, I, I was exactly the same. I was like, well, my mom likes me, and, you know, there's, a, you know, I've got my family in my life, and they think but I'm I cool, but their opinions. it's about Mark from down the road. Yeah, it's about Mike. Come my, back, Mike. My mom can't do a fucking kickflip. <laughs> Come back to the balloon lounge. Come back, Mike. I miss you so. Um, Colon apostrophe sad. <laughs> That's like, that kind of goes back to uh, what you were saying about like engineering things so that they would receive the response you wanted. Yeah. It's like I would engineer Facebook posts so that they got the response that I wanted, which was like the people who are my friends noticing me or yeah. whatever. I even did that shit in person. I was like horrible. I, I went oh, like wait, a very walk long... me through what this is like in person. Let's, uh, let's role play this shit. Uh, well, so it, I... would, it would be like I took things super personally and then I would just like shut down and like be really quiet and like not react in like a What's social the, situation. Uh, the thing in this context? Oh, anything. It would be like me misperceiving someone as like not noticing me or not 
like or making fun of me or something like that. Right. Maybe just like anything. Just being like extra sensitive. Somebody drops like, oh, how about this? You say like uh, uh, taking things for granite instead of taking things for granted. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. people are like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and suddenly, then, and then it like goes black and white, and like raindrops <laughs> start falling. I can't believe they've exposed me. Yeah. For the monster that I am. Exactly. And then I would just like shut down because mm. I think I uh, had this other thing where I like felt like I needed to be like perfect and good in all situations and if I would ever like make a mistake I would take it extra hard uh, and so I would just like shut down and like not talk to anybody and, now like, do you think that that trait of yours however prevalent it was or still is yeah is unique to the Jarvis experience or was do you think that's just indicative of being a teen um I think it was like uh I don't think it's rare but I do think that it was like a component of my experience and it played out online uh in that way where i would like feel bad and then i would like look for validation in other people like i would like message people and 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 try to oh you know like so and so isn't working out for me i really wish it was Eh? 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 <laughs> and your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I sure yeah. hope they're the same. <laughs> I sure hope you have the opinion that I am amazing. <laughs> Cause I need that from everyone. It's Mark. Yeah. It's Mark again. No yeah. Mike, sorry. It's like uh uh you know it's Mike. It's uh it's like weirdly the Facebook name changes to Bet forty two and I'm like, wait a second. No, no Yeah, and then he just like strikes me down with a rune scimitar. <laughs> <laughs> His signature weapon. His signature weapon. Yeah, what if it turns out that the Mike I was in love with is the the uh, guy that hurt you? Um, I, I, what I wanna, if I was bet 42? What if? You know, because I... Play, oh, he's stabbing me! <laughs> Jordan just whipped out an adamantite uh, <laughs> longsword. Um... Yeah. Come to the wilderness with me. <laughs> what, like, just for fun? Just for yeah. kicks? Dude, it's always a blast. Yeah, okay, that sounds <laughs> level fun. level two, right? I like, I like you. You seem trustworthy. <laughs> you seem like a man worthy of my affections. So, Jordan. Yo. Uh, we've been talking a lot about growing up online, and I think it's time for it to come to a close. Yes, because we're fully grown. Yeah. We're done developing. No it, more improvements necessary. Yeah, I, well, I mean, I'm 25, so my brain has stopped developing. <laughs> How could I get any better? So, I mean, this is just where it ends. I think that is, uh, all jokes aside, I think that's a dangerously prevalent mindset. Oh, like, really? Oh, I've hit 20. All done. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that a lot of people don't have, like, growth growth mindsets. Yeah, or, all ready to go. Yeah, I wrapped yeah, yeah. up my growth. I think my least favorite thing that someone could say is, like, um, that's just how I am. Oh, my God. Jump into a lake. Jump <laughs> jump into a lake covered in cinder blocks and, like, jump in directly. Okay, I want you to get on top of a bridge. Right. And I want you to dive bomb uh-huh. directly into the mouth of an alligator. <laughs> okay, there we go. And I want that alligator to chew you up, spit you off a mountain, and when you land off of the mountain, you turn into, like, a xylophone, and you play your teeth because of the impact. <laughs> I, I want nothing to do with you. Yeah, I, I really do dislike that perspective uh, because it's just an excuse for a lot of like destructive and horrible behavior. <laughs> My bad, bro. I guess I killed your dad, but <laughs> classic me. <laughs> I mean, I'm finished developing. So I'd say like my final thoughts overall would be for anybody listening to go back through like the chronology of their time on the internet, their time growing up in that kind of environment, identify the things that you did that were weird and uncomfortable and strange and potentially even a little bit creepy and own them. 
mm-hmm. like absorb them. Even just talking about, uh, I'm sure talking about Bet 42 in your case. Oh, and man. me talking about Mike, my best friend in the that whole world. That guy's probably 40 now. That uh, Mike was already 40. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. From day one. Uh, uh, it makes me uncomfortable. Like, I, I think go back, look at those things and take ownership of them. Because I think there's a lot of power in uh, reminiscing, looking at your cringy, painful, weird, awkward moments Absolutely. and just moving past them. Taking yeah. the powerful, positive moments and discarding the grossness. Yeah, I think for me, um, I think there's always a lot of like back in my day with anybody who's like not from this generation. And I don't necessarily agree with that. I think that we go through the same growth phases, but our individual experiences are mapped to whatever the medium is or whatever the environment is at that point. So I think that we learned the same lessons slightly differently, or we learned like, you know... uh, Even us two years apart, um, and and of course with the cultural difference, I'm sure there was a a wealth of changes, but the function was the same. Same destination, different route. Yeah, exactly. Like... um, and, and that means that you probably, like, when did you get Facebook? Oh, 06, 07? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, like in, in, in your uh, development, that was, like, um, you were coming into... Yeah, I was early high school. Okay, okay. Well, I, guess I, I, I guess I was exactly the same then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so maybe, yeah, there's no difference. <laughs> oh, yeah, we take it all back. Uh, all the growth that we talked about, it's over. Yeah, Nothing yeah. mattered after all. Um, but uh, I think that a lot of those experiences are just as valuable as experiences in the real world. And I think because I spent so much time online, I actually got a lot of valuable learning out. Uh, that I'm able to still apply in um, in the real world now. Yeah, I think too often, and I'm I'm just as guilty of this. Maybe you can speak to the same, but far too often people are fearful to look back on the previous versions of themselves. This is something I've talked about. Actually, my mum has brought this up to me in the past. Uh, shout out to Joy Cope, second shout out of the podcast, uh, coolest lady in the world. Um, she's pointed out to me that. At several points in my life, I've said things to her like, well, I just changed X about me. Like, oh, I, I, I got in shape or I stopped eating this or I changed this thing. Right. And now I'm Jordan version 6.0 or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And she's pointed out, well, it's actually pretty unhealthy to live a life where you're consciously trying to avoid previous versions of yourself. Right. Constantly trying to upgrade. There's nothing wrong with being a composite of everything, being a sum of your parts. Yeah. And for me, a big part of that is jumping in and thinking, damn, I made some cringy MSN statuses. Yeah, God yeah. damn, I sent some messages that made me look like a massive tool. And that's okay, because those learnings are what makes me, hopefully, not send those messages anymore. Yeah, I think that thinking back on those experiences... Like- like you don't think about each individual like thing you did yeah but in aggregate those basically inform my current online behavior and absolutely it's the reason that and we didn't touch on this but it's the reason that like i don't notice ads but my like 60 year old aunt like cannot avoid them or like can't tell a fishy website from a real yeah, website. Yeah, yeah. And it's like all of that comes from like spending hours and hours and hours developing this intuition. Uh, and that's where an intuition is is based on previous experiences. And I think that now having grown up online, we are best equipped to tackle the medium head on. And I think uh, if I can give a little bit of homework to all four listeners. 
including you and me. I want them to go out and I want them to find an old Facebook status, an old MySpace status, if you still have the accounts. What was oh the uh, Zanga? Zinga? What was the uh, Zanga? Yeah. Zanga. I want you to go to a Zanga account if you used to have one, and I want you to tweet whatever the cringiest under 140 character line you can find from one of those sources at Sad Boys Pod with a Z. That's Sad Boys Pod. With a Z. Because it will make me, even if it makes you fucking miserable, it will make Jordan Cope very happy, and that's really all that yeah, matters, and, isn't it? And, and for the show, I will be tweeting on Sad Boys Pod my cringiest Facebook okay, post. we will both tweet one out. We'll both tweet one I'll out. I'll find one, yeah. We will, and because Sad Boys is about growth. It's yeah. about being true to who we are, and I am a guy who had a bunch of cringy Facebook statuses <laughs> yeah. in 2007, and uh, I'll... I'll tweet out a really good one for y'all. We are each men built out of Lego pieces, and some of those Lego pieces are very cringy, and it's okay to put those out in the world. So check out the Sad Boys Pod Twitter account for incredibly upsetting statuses, probably just about, like, Bet 42 screwing you over, and in my mine's, case, me, me putting out, like, Mike, where did you go? Mine's probably going to be about college uh, admissions or... Something. Yeah, mine more than likely is going to be in the vein of uh, I don't like this town that I'm growing up in. Oh, oh, God. Oh, no. I want to do a follow-up episode. We have it on our topic list to just do, like, a cringy memories episode. But uh, we can talk about this in more length there. But I definitely... Oh, God. Even thinking about it hurts me. Okay. I have to say it, right? I can't not... I guess you have to. At this point, Sad Boys is all about weird vulnerability. This is rewarding the people who've listened this far. Very impressive. Both of us re-listening to the podcast. We made it this far. Nobody else. Maybe Joy Cope. Third shout out of the podcast. Um, So I would put lyrics oh, Facebook no. yeah already bad right here we go like Dillinger escape plan lyrics or uh, I don't know architect lyrics or something I was very into uh, speed and hardcore metal at a certain point in my life okay so I'm like 14 15 at this point um 15 year old Jordan posts a paragraph of lyrics and then tags a girl in it oh no yes dude just like a name at the end or like even maybe just a comment or like like it was a photo just take right. the Oh god, I feel like that's the very worst version of what we were talking about with it cuz when you make a call out that's somewhat vague like yeah, oh yeah, yeah. everything's falling apart at least you're giving people the option to engage. Yeah. If you put like <laughs> Sharon <laughs> if you put like uh, on the wings of an angel and then put at Sharon where yeah, are yeah, you yeah. where are you at girl yeah it's like um, and it wouldn't even be a comment it would just be the name it's like I, I wish you would just notice me because I love you Sharon 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 Sharon, Sharon. <laughs> at Sharon at Sharon at Sharon <laughs> Oh my god, did they ever respond? Uh, not to my knowledge. I, <laughs> I actually remember one um, where I just posted... Oh god, this sucks. <laughs> I, I've got to save some of these for the for the, the cringe episode, but there was a uh, one that I posted that was a Dillinger Escape Plan lyric that went, Bitch, I'm the wolf. And I was like, yeah, edgy, right? I'm using the word bitch. My mum's on Facebook. She's going to be so mad at me, but I don't even care. And uh, there was a girl called Beth Wolf that I knew. Oh, I made up her first name to protect her anonymity, but she uh, replied and was like, ha ha, that's me. My name Wolf. Ha 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 ha. And then I sent her like a message. It was like, ha ha ha. What are you up to? <laughs> I'd like to apologize to my family. All that 
all those that love me, all of my friends and my landlord, because by God, they're going to kick me out after saying that out loud. Yeah, I, I don't know how to follow that, actually. You know what would help me, Travis? What would help you? Is if you and several other people tweeted at the uh, Sad Boys Pod account. Yes. Oh, with their crazy With your incredibly things. sad stories. Because if anything, I'm hoping that there's one far worse than mine and that I get a little bit of immunity because people are going to be listening to this podcast for years and it's going to be incredibly depressing. Um, well, I like that you think so highly of this podcast that people will be listening oh, for yeah. years. Hello, Barack. Hussein Jones. <laughs> Pajama. <laughs> Hussein Pajama. Barack Hussein Pajamas. No His relation. sleepy cousin. <laughs> His cousin with a completely different last name. <laughs> with the same first but and middle name. rhymes. <laughs> Bizarrely. Um, so this has been the Sad Boys. We do have fun. We but do have if fun. the listeners that themselves had fun which i highly doubt but if for whatever reason they did how can they get even more fun out of the sad boys you gotta subscribe to the cast you gotta sub to the cast you gotta sub to the cast sub to the cast and if they do sub to the cast what do they have to look forward to you got to look forward to some amazing topics some amazing guests i wish i could tell you the guests but i they're not all confirmed yet <laughs> only some of them are locked down it would be weird to socially pressure them we don't want to do that to them but trust me it's gonna be awesome there are gonna be some very interesting guests and some very provocative topics we are gonna talk about work-life balance we're gonna talk about creative vulnerability sexuality race it's gonna get it's gonna get cray, y'all. It's gonna get cray cray. So we gotta get going, but before we do We just wanna say Thank you. I love you. And I'm sorry. Boom.